0: Hi, and welcome to the Unveiled podcast, debunking wedding planning all the way to I Do. As a photographer and videographer in the industry, we're asked daily as to where to start when it comes to planning your big day. So allow us to help you make the planning process as seamless as possible. Consider unveiled your little black book of weddings, packed full of insight from industry experts, do's and don'ts from couples who have already tied the knot, plus an abundance of info on your most requested topics. I'm Lucy, founder and wedding photographer at Lucy Weddings, and I'm here with wedding videographer and my soon-to-be husband, Eddie Blake.
1: Hey, Luce. We had our first wedding back this weekend just gone. How are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling huge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're laughing because anyone that doesn't know, Lucy is 34 weeks pregnant.
0: <laughs> no, I feel good. It was a beautiful wedding. We shot at Redleaf in Wollongbite. It was a nice one that we were starting back the season together, which is cute.
1: Yeah, Wollongba is kind of just west, kind of in the Hunter Valley region, and uh, it's kind of got this European feel to it, this venue we shot at. I was going to say,
0: if anyone's looking to transport themselves to Europe, look no further than Redleaf.
1: Yeah, Emma and Jacob with the couple, and they had about, just about 60 or so guests, it was a Nice little intimate yep. wedding. Yeah,
0: worked with some amazing suppliers. Honey Lane with the events girls on the day.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a good one to get back into the swing of things. And so
0: you've discovered reels. Yeah. If I've, anyone wants to check out what that wedding looked like,
1: yeah, jump give on a the uh,
0: River uh, Weddings has just figured out how to do reels on Instagram. He's yeah, a videographer, but been doesn't shooting know how to weddings <laughs> <happen>. for about
1: <laughs> eight or nine years, and I've only figured out how to do a reel on Instagram. So. Go and check out the fun. first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what have we got today, Lois?
0: So for today, we put the feelers out to our wedding community and summoned past bride and grooms forth to share their own wedding day regrets. We've handpicked a bunch that we felt all future couples need to hear, plus our tips to avoid landing in the same predicament of hopefully no regrets. So to start... It's kind of awkward because these first sort of five were all based around photo and video.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) a number of people have said not enough photos with our family and friends.
1: Another listener has said our photographer didn't get any photos of us and our three-year-old daughter.
0: Not getting a photo with our celebrant or any vendors who made the day happen.
1: And taking our photo and video planning a little more seriously. So, a couple of these are centred around the family photos and uh, interesting one because I've actually got a wedding coming up in a couple of weeks and the main point that the bride has said is she really, really wants to get a lot of family photos because she's had some experiences with her mates. They just didn't nail the family photo time. So,
0: So, just for our listeners, Ed, when do family photos generally happen?
1: I feel the best time to do it and the time that most photographers would schedule them would be after the ceremony. Generally after a ceremony we let guests say day to the bride and groom and then shortly after that we'll start doing the family photos.
0: All right so what can couples do to cover their bases with making sure that they get these VIP photos done the way that they want them done?
1: So yes, communication is key and most photographers will offer to set up a meeting at some point, usually closer to the wedding day, to discuss a whole bunch of things. But one of the topics will be around family photos. So in our experience, it's quite easy to do the family photos if the couple have got quite small families. But once, you know, there's 30, 40, 50 people at the wedding that are in the family, then you probably need to go down the path of writing a list and handing that to your photographer and just ticking them off as you go.
0: Another one, this is more for on your day, but also that it requires a bit of prep work, is assigning someone from each side of your family to help your photographer wrangle everyone that needs to be in those photos together. When the family photos are generally like that time rolling around after your ceremonies just happen. Everyone wants to say congrats, but then it, the, everyone is pretty quick to disperse to the bar. That's how I usually – I always suggest to couples having someone from each side of their families there to just that's your job for that five minutes of the day.
1: Yeah, and I I do think you're best off doing the family photos after the ceremony because you've got everyone's attention then. As you said, once people start dispersing and going to the bar and – you know, having a chat with other people a year, they start to, and plus having a few drinks, people are going to start mm. to lose interest about what the photographer is saying. So yeah, when you're having that initial meeting, talk about how big your families are. And then it, if you've got a, a solid amount of family in your guest list, then uh, I suggest writing a list.
0: Outside of your family photo section after your ceremony, we personally feel that a really good time to capture any photos with your guests is going to be a canapé hour, beautiful light, probably the best light of the day and even between meals at reception. So grabbing your photographer, walking around at the tables and getting a shot here and there works really well as well
1: so your photographer at this point would usually just be taking candid photos of your guests but yeah i suggest you just go up to your photographer and just go hey if you don't mind we're just going to do the rounds and try get some different photos of each of my guests that's the best way to do it
0: yeah so there's some pointers on how to sort of navigate that and avoid missing any photos that are super important to you guys okay these next two are kind of a bit more around guest list So one of our listeners wrote in and said inviting people because we thought we should, just invite the people that you want.
1: And not having our family slash cousins there because it would have been an additional 70 people.
0: Oh, the guest list. It does suck. And because there are so many things that you have to take into account, you know, different family sizes, different venues offer different amounts of headcount, budget for catering. And whether or not that fits into the amount of people that you have to invite or want to
1: invite. Yeah. Also, if say like a family member is helping with funding the wedding that comes with certain expectations, so managing that expectation.
0: Yes. So look, at the end of the day, it's about you two. It's creating a day with the people that you love the most. So... I think if you ever find yourselves getting wound up over the guest list, I think it's a matter of stepping away and just evaluating why you're both doing it and what the day is about to you both. Like when it comes to punching numbers, I think it's just sitting down both of you and nutting out who those really important people are and essentially just who you want to share that day with.
1: Yeah, and when it comes to family, it is really difficult because us, for instance, I've got a tiny family and Luce has got a gigantic family and we had to make the really tough call because our venue could only have X amount of guests and we literally just couldn't fit everyone in. So we ended up being able to invite all the aunties and uncles, but for the cousins that were probably 20, 30, 40 deep, we had to say, look, unfortunately, you guys can come to the ceremony, but we just literally aren't able to have you there for the reception. And people understand you've really just got to get on the same page with your partner and make these like selfish decisions, I guess, for yourself.
0: Next listener wrote in, my florist didn't follow my brief on the day at all and I regret not saying anything afterwards.
1: Oof. That's yeah, tough because that's you tough. can't really do about do much about that on the day. Nope. That's done. And then the next one is not being firm with vendors, which kind of ties into the other one. So, again, kind of comes back to communication Communication. prior to the wedding, I suppose.
0: Communication like everything in life.
1: That's it. And uh, (laughs) most vendors will come with set packages, but if you have a chat with them, they'll detour off these packages to mould what you want. So don't feel like... You need to just fit in a box
0: yes but in saying that when you're picking your vendors you have an expectation of what that product is going to look like and you would hope that by the time that your wedding rolls around that you guys have had enough communication both verbally and visually to get it right
1: that's right and i guess things like reviews or recommendations would help in this case like just before you decide to book in that vendor look at past reviews, look at their work online.
0: And go beyond Instagram accounts. We've spoken about it before. Like I feel like it's so easy to breeze through Instagram and find someone that looks pretty via their grid. But if you haven't done your research thoroughly into their work, then there is room for failure and unnecessary surprises, I guess.
1: Yeah, that one does suck though, getting there. Oh, you'd be pissed. (laughs) Your
0: florals play such a big part in your day. And no doubt, as we've seen, you pay a lot of money to a florist.
1: And the flowers don't last that long either. I can remember bringing flowers home from weddings and wake up in the morning and they're dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got the dud flowers. (laughs) So hire people you trust, also in creative folk defense you do need to when you choose to hire someone you do need to have that surrender of control to their creative ability but again to avoid that unnecessary and unwanted element of surprise communicate meet with them chat with them as much as you want to as well guys in in any vendor's case you are paying big bucks have them do their job correctly, once you've booked them, you can communicate with them however and whenever you need.
1: Yeah, but I will preface there that you don't want to completely take away the creativity for that vendor. So, yes, give them some guidance but let them have their own creative juices and, yeah, once you book them, put your trust in them uh, on the day because every venue is different, every wedding is different, every couple is different and, you know, chances are you're going to get blown away by what they come up with
0: all right and finally hiring house but not the cleaners I thought that was a really interesting one for those people who are looking to hire not a venue and you're looking to do a smaller or just a a wedding held at a at a house That's crucial. That is. Definitely hire the cleaners the next day. I guess
1: the cleaners, it's probably not going to cost more than, what, a couple hundred bucks.
0: And also do not underestimate the mess that people can
1: make. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good one.
0: Not paying our venue the extra hour to enjoy the dance floor and also not eating enough.
1: I can tell you what, that one about the dance floor comes up all the time and some venues do have a curfew of, say, like 11 o'clock, which sucks. But Mm -hmm. if you have the option... To go for that extra hour, definitely get it if it's. I mean, Absolutely, if it's your no budget, question. But somehow <laughs> find it, find, find it, the money. <laughs> yeah, that's right because it's quite common that weddings do go overtime, and then once it goes overtime and just eats into the dance floor, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're banging out and on the dance floor, and then
0: banging out lights on. It's yeah. all over. It's like when they used to turn lights on at school dances. No one was ever ready.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're up to
0: <laughs> Okay, we're <gonna> cut that <laughs>
1: uh, Another one Having kids in the bridal suite They scream the whole morning getting ready
0: Oh, that is a <laughs> That is a tough one off. And I
1: think uh, she won't mind me saying this This is Alana that wrote in I was actually at this wedding And she was right It was chaos in that bridal suite beforehand uh, But you handle it like an absolute trooper But yes, you got to Unfortunately, I think the kids at that age were like, there was about three or four of them. They were between the ages of newborn to about five and, you know, they don't know any better and just really heightened to the stress of the day. You know, the, it's about half an hour before you've got to walk down the aisle and you've got these kids yapping. So, <laughs> I mean, if you can, try and get them off with someone, babysitter, yep. parent, just get them out of the bridal suite.
0: Yeah, no one's going to judge you or think that you love them any less but the day is about you, not them.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah, the, the focus is on you guys. and.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to have an eight-month-old and so gorge, but like it's about us, yeah. not the eight-month-old.
1: Lucy said to me the other day, she's like, I don't want you holding the baby at the end of the aisle because that means you're not going to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, and I
0: wasn't <laughs> joking.
1: <laughs> once I uh, had to think about it, I guess, I it's guess you're true. right, Lucy, because – I mean, we love kids, but you know what it's like. As soon as you're in a room with a child, you focus immediately Immediately. to the kids. And this day is about you too. So beat it, kids.
0: Yeah, beat it, kids. Another listener said, as the bride, I wish I got my makeup done second last instead of last. I I find this really interesting. Yeah, I'm
1: guessing this is because she probably just wanted a little bit more time to chill before the ceremony. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean that that time in the morning for women especially it can go so slow but then it also can go so fast so yeah i would assume that this bride is sort of saying that she would have loved a hot sec to you know debrief and not be sitting in a chair before straight before she has to walk down yeah, the aisle. yeah yeah interesting it- one i think it is a good one though for people to sort of I actually really
1: like, really like that one because it automatically at I think every single wedding I've done it's always just been the bride getting the makeup done last mm. so yeah maybe like for it.
0: photos as well rather than them being in the chair so much with their makeup done you know they could be walking around and actually interacting with the people that they're getting ready with you know because you don't really a lot of brides don't like having their photo taken before they're their makeup's not ready. And finally, spending so much money, I wish we had eloped and had a backyard party afterwards.
1: So there you have it, guys. Thanks to everyone that wrote in with their past regrets and hopefully you learn a little bit.
0: Did any of those surprise you, Eddie?
1: Um, the, one, the one surprised me about um, not getting any photos with my vendor. Who cares about the vendors?
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone's asked to ever get a photo with me. So hopefully for everyone that's got their wedding coming up, That can be a bit of a checklist for you guys to...
1: Don't make the same errors.
0: (laughs) Go off. (laughs) Honestly, don't worry about getting a photo with your vendors. Who cares? (laughs) We'll see you next week, guys.
1: Bye.